All right, Shabbos, say good morning. Let us begin and start by thanking our sponsors to thank our Tamatora sponsors for. I'm sorry, to thank our Tamatora sponsors for the month of Shvat. To thank the Elbaum Mishpacha for dedicating the all of the Shiurim and Drashos this month in memory of their father, husband, Yaakov couple, Ben Avram, Menachem, Jerry Elbaum, Zichron Levracha. We hope that in the merit of our Talmud Torah, the Neshama have an Aliyah and the family in Nechama. And to thank Mrs. Bracha Strimber for being our Talmud Torah sponsor for the month of Shvat, dedicating all the Shurim and Drashos in memory of her beloved husband, Avi, Avram ben Kamen Eliezer Halevi. We hope that in the merit of our Talmud Torah, the Neshama have an Aliyah and the family in Nechama. We also thank our Week of Learning sponsors, the Getz family, in memory of Moshe Chaim's father and mother, Alter Hirsch ben Binyamin, and Chana Chaya bas Moshe Zichron Levracha. We hope that in the merit of our Talmud Torah, the Neshama will have an Aliyah and the family in Nechama. Mostly with that, let us begin. So today's daf. Today's daf is Nun Tes 59. So we have a lot to do today, Baruch Hashem. Really beautiful Gemara. Fascinating, beautiful Gemara. We are picking up on Nun Ches 58b, and we're picking up at the Tan Rabbanon, which is 2, 4, 6, 8, 10, 11 lines up from the bottom. So we'll say yesterday, Baruch Hashem, we established our timeline. Right? Now we know again, we established our timeline on a regular day for Carbon Tamid. We established our timeline on Erev Pesach that falls out on Erev Shabbos or on a weekday. And we established our timeline for what is probably the most hectic day in the Beis HaMikdash, which is when Erev Pesach falls out on Shabbos itself. Now, Bosa, we're going to expand the conversation a little bit. Before we expand, just to go ahead and get a little bit of, of understanding on one piece. One of the interesting sacrificial facts that we outlined yesterday is that no carbon should be offered up before the Tamid Shal Shachar, the morning Tamid, and no carbon is offered up after the afternoon Tamid. So where do we know that from? From where do you know that nothing could be offered up before the morning Tamid? Because the Pasik says, you shall arrange on it the Ola. Okay. That's the Tamid Shachar, the morning Tamid. So the Gemara says, okay, what's my Tamuda? So what, 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 what are you talking about? Like, what's the Limud? Amarava Ha'ola Ola Rishona. That the Ola, ultimately, again, the Tamid Shachar, Ha'ola, the Ola, it is the first item offered up in the morning. And how do you know that no carbon is offered up after the afternoon Tamid? So again, how does that Pasuk show me anything? Literally, what it means is, you shall offer up upon it the facts of the Shlomim. My Tamudah, so I will say Abai understands that what it means is after it, it meaning the morning Tamid. After you offer up the morning Tamid, so then the Torah says, you could offer up additional karbanos. But it's only after the morning Tamid that you could offer up additional karbanos, not after the afternoon Tamid. So maybe it only means that after the Tamid shall be in the afternoon Tamid, you can't offer up Olos, but you could, I'm sorry, you can't offer up Shlamim, but you could offer up Olos. Or, or literally, 
Kala Karbanos Kulam. But rather, again, Rabbi says, Rabbi says, just a little bit of a tweaking of the drasha. What the Pasuk means is, Allah HaShlamim, there, it's a little bit of a play on words. Shlamim Hishlim. Upon it shall you complete the sacrificial service of the day. Which teaches me that after the morning tamid, I could offer up additional karbanos. But after the afternoon tamid, I am not permitted to offer up additional karbanos. So therefore, both sides, the Gemara is learning this out. So again, I learned two things. Number one, that the morning tamid is the first karban of the day. And that effectively, the tamid shall be in the afternoon tamid is the last carbon of the day. Now, I will say, I want to be clear. We know already that in the that that at night they would burn leftover fats and limbs, right, on the mizbeach. But that's not called offering up of carbonos. In terms of an active offering up of carbonos, the tamid shall be in the afternoon tamid was the last carbon of the day. So therefore, I will say, on a on a regular day, just so we know, on a, on a regular day. The last carbon, right, final, final carbonic call was eight and a half hours into the day. It was shechted, nine and a half hours into the day. It was offered up, and that was the last sacrificial service of the day. Now I will say, watch this. Something very interesting happens. So we've spent all of this time saying, Tamil Shal Shachar is the first carbon, Tamil Shal Ben is the last carbon, and now we're about to change this. This is great. Tamid Kodem La Pesach. So we'll say, watch this. Now what does the rest say? The Tamid Shabbat Arba'in, the afternoon Tamid, was offered up before the Karban Pesach. It was offered before the Karban Pesach. Pesach kodem lektores, kitores kodemes leneros. Okay, so we'll say, so listen to this. So now in the order, now we're jumping back to Arab Pesach. So what happens to Arab Pesach in the Beis HaMikdosh? So apparently the order is like this. Tamid Shabbat Arba'in, afternoon Tamid, Karban Pesach, kitores, incense, and ultimately, again, Nero's kindling of the menorah. That was, that was the order of temple service. Top of Nuntas. Now, we'll say, now, where do we get that order from? So it's very interesting. Because you also listen to this. By Pesach, like current Pesach, the Torah uses two Lushonos of what we'll call evening. It says Erev and Ben Ha'arbayim. So Pesach has two, two, two words or two phrases that highlight a, a, an afternoon evening versus carbon tamid that only, say, it only says Ben Ha'arbayim and only says in the afternoon once. Bilvad. So I will say, so therefore again, interestingly enough, what the Gemara is going to say is since Pesach has two mentions, Ba'erev and Ben Ha'arbayim, and Tamid only has one mention, Ben Ha'arbayim, therefore Pesach is offered up later than the carbon tamid. Okay? So the Gemara says, Ihaki, if that's the case. So we'll say, so by the way, I just want to point out, obviously, from the Mishnah, we already saw that carbon Pesach is offered up after the carbon tamid, right? That was already obvious from the timeline. It's just interesting that carbon Pesach is going to be the exception. Whereas for every single other type of carbonic service, Tamid Shabinama in the afternoon, Tamid is the last carbon offered. Karma Pesach will be the exception. So the Gemara says, Ihochi, if that's the case, Ketores Veneros Nami Niktmula Pesach. If that's the case, Rabosai, that the timeline of temple service is determined by these words, like Ba'erev and Ben Harbaim. And the more of these Erev Ben Harbaim words you have, the later you are performed in the day, then in reality, Pesach is the only item that has two of these words, Ba'erev and Ben Harbaim. If that's the case, then let's go ahead and the Gemara says, Then you should offer up the Kitores 
and light the menorah before you go ahead and offer up the karma Pesach as well. Because after all, again, as we're going to see by the menorah, all I see is the word Bein Arbayim. So if Pesach has both Ba'erev and Bein Arbayim, maybe it should be Mamish, the last thing you do. So it should be Tamid, Ketores. We know Ketores comes before Menorah, as we'll discuss. Tamid, Ketores, Menorah, and then Pesach. Why are you putting Pesach before Ketores and Menorah? To which the one says, Shiny Hasam, Demiet Rachmana Oso. It's different, Rabbi Ketores and Menorah are going to be different because the Torah ultimately, again, says Oso. Now, the Oso that the, that the Yomar is referring to is, When speaking about the Menorah, the Torah says, Aaron will arrange it. Oh, it. So, says, what does that mean? So, the Torah says that the Menorah is something specific and unique. This Sanya, says, so what's the Limud? What's the limit? This sanya may erev vaad boker. So remember, the Torah says that the menorah has to burn from the morning to the evening. From the morning to the evening. We'll say nun tesamad aleph eight lines down from the top. May erev vaad boker tein la midasa. So we'll say what does it mean from the morning until the evening? You have to give enough oil in the menorah. Tein la midasa shete dolekes may erev vaad boker. Make sure to put enough oil in the menorah. Ultimately, again, to allow it to remain lit from the morning, from the evening until the morning. The other possibility that it teaches us is, There is no other avoda which is performed in the base Hamikdash, from the evening until the morning. Remember again, as far as sacrificial or really temple service is considered, is, is, is concerned, the Beis Hamikdash shuts down, shuts down at sunset, or we'll call it at, at, at evening. So there's only one avoda that happens, and that's ultimately, again, the kindling of the menorah. So my time, what's the reason for this? The Pasuk says that Aaron and his sons will arrange it, it being a reference to the menorah, from the evening until the morning. It is only the menorah which is arranged from evening until morning and nothing else. So what do you see from here? You see from here that in the order of daily temple service, the menorah is the last thing that is done. It's the latest avoda. So therefore, again, it can't be, it can't, so remember, remember, so remember what the Gemara was positing? Just to follow the flow. So the Gemara said, how do you know which comes first, Tamid or, or Pesach? So what did the Gemara answer? So Pesach goes later. Why? Because by Pesach it says, Ba'erev and Ben Ha'arbayim. And by Tamid it just says Ben Ha'arbayim. Okay. So if that's the case, then Pesach should go after Menorah and, and Kitores, or Kitores and Menorah as well. Since Pesach says Barva Ben Arbayim, and ultimately again, by Menorah, it only says Ben Arbayim. To which the says, no, no, no. Menorah is different because of this Pesach, Yaroch Oso Aron Abadav Me'erevad Boker. That Menorah is the only Avoda, which ultimately again takes place from evening until morning. Oso, only Menorah and nothing else. So because of that, by definition, menorah is the last avoda performed in the Beis HaMikdash. I, so what about Kitoras? Where do I get incense from? So watch this. The Iskish Kitoras Laneros. And ultimately, again, the Kitoras is compared 
to the menorah. But say, look at Rashi, almost right across from Rashi. The iskish kitaros leneros, maneros in avodik shera acharaha. Just as neros, there is no avodah which is permitted after it. Af kitores ain avodik shera acharaha. So we'll say we'll discuss this this hekish in a bit in a uh, in a little bit exactly where we learn this from. But the point over here is that the Gemara is telling us is that kitores is always attached to menorah. Kitores is always attached to menorah. Therefore, halacha lemaisa, the Gemara is suggesting, kind of working backwards, we know that menorah has to be last. We know that Ketores is always next to menorah. So working backwards from the end of the day, we're going to have menorah, Ketores, Karban Pesach, and then Tamid. Because Pesach is going to be later than Tamid, because by Tamid it just says Ben Arbayim, and by Pesach it says Ba'erev and Ben Ha'arbayim. So because of ultimately, again, both of these, therefore halacha lemaisa, I said that's the timeline. The Tanya Kikusha. I will say we have a Braisa that asked this same question. Tamid Kodem Liktores, Kitores Kodemes Leneros, Veneros Kodmos Lepesach. So why don't I say that the Tamid comes before Kitores, Kitores comes before Neros, and Neros ultimately should come before Pesach, which I will say is just another way of asking the same question. Why don't we say that Pesach really should be the last thing you do in the day, right? Pesach should be done. After Menorah. Now, why would you think that Pesach should be done after Menorah? I'll tell you a very simple reason. It's very simple because Pesach, Karam Pesach, has two mentions of afternoon, evening. It says Ba'erev in the evening and it says Bein Ha'arbayim, which I both said the double mention would seem to indicate to us that Pesach should be the latest or last form of service performed. So why don't I make it, so why don't I make it Tamid, Kitores, Neros, Menorah, and then Pesach afterwards. I've Hoksiv Oso, but one second, by Menorah, it says Oso, right? The Pesach was said we quoted before. Yaroch also Aaron Ubanov mi Erev ad Boker, which sounds like Menorah is the only thing that is done ultimately in the evening. To which the Gemara says, Hi Osomi Boile, no, I need the Oso by Menorah to teach me something different. Says the Gemara, Le Meute Avoda Shebifnim, to teach me ultimately that what? That the Avoda performed in the inside of the Beis Hamikdash, Umaynihu, what, what, what is that referring to? Kitoras. Shavos so said, ultimately, Oso teaches me that menorah is the last service that is performed, but not, or I should say, the later service that is performed. It's performed later than Ketores. So the Gemara says, what, why? What would I have thought? So the Gemara says, my nihu, Ketores, because I would have thought as follows, Holuksiv, Ubahalos, Aaron, Esaneros, Ben Harbayim, Yaktireno. I might have thought that since the Pasuk says that when Aaron will go ahead and kindle the Neros, in the afternoon or evening, he will kindle it. I might have thought that first, the coin Gadol should light the menorah, and then afterwards he should go in to go ahead and kindle the Ketores. So remember again, Ketores, the incense, done on the small golden altar, the small golden Mizbeach, Inside of the base Hamikdash proper, inside of what we call the Kodesh. So the Gemara says, So rather, why do I need that phrase, This is what it means to say, 
Tehei Mikachra Kitoras. Rather, I'll say what the Torah is teaching me is as follows. That Halak Lamaisa at the time that the menorah is kindled, at the time that the coin is about to light the menorah, the Kitoras must already be burning. So I'll say, so therefore, Mamish, the order of the day is that the coin offers up the Kitoras, and then it goes from the Kitoras to go ahead and kindle the menorah. So I'll say, where the Gemara is holding right now is really something quite fascinating. So the, the, the Gemara is suggesting over here as follows. So the, we'll see exactly how the, day, how the day actually pans out. But we have two kind of versions over here. We're not exactly sure where Karban Pesach fits in in terms of the Ketores and Menorah. Right? Because in version number one, you had Tamid, Pesach, Ketores, Menorah. In the Brisa that we just quoted, it said, Tamid kodem lektores, ketores kodemes leneros, neros komos lepesach. So we'll say in this version, remember again, where did it have carbon pesach? It had carbon pesach ultimately where? Where? After the menorah. So again, we'll discuss the two different, what we know, just in general, without the carbon pesach, what we know on a regular day is that it's going to be Tamid ketores. Neros. That I do know. So the Shaila is where Karban Pesach fits in this. Is Karban Pesach going to be before Ketores? Because remember again, Ketores and Neros will always be a package. So ultimately, is it going to be before Ketores or is it going to be after Neros? So turn around, let's analyze a bit more. Turn around, another interesting qualification of this. Right, the other interesting qualification here, let me just see if I can pull up the Rambam quickly. I will pull up the Rambam, if not, okay, you know what, we'll, uh... Okay, well, we'll see it for later. So, we'll say now, we're modifying a bit more as well. We said before that the morning Tamid is the first carbon which is offered, and nothing is offered up before it, with one exception. There is no, we'll say pretty much right in the middle of there is no sacrificial offering that is offered up before the morning Tamid. Ella Kitoras Bilbar, with the exception of Kitoras. Shene'amar Ba, Baboker, Baboker. Because the Torah says by Kitoras, by the morning Kitoras, Baboker, Baboker. Two Bokers. Yuktam Kitoras, Tavash Shene'amar Ba, Baboker, Baboker. Dechse, Vehiktra, Alav, Aron, Kitoras, and Baboker, Baboker. Ledavash Shalom, Ne'amar Ba, Ella Boker, Echad. Beautiful. So I'll say, so what you begin to see is the Torah, it's, it's fascinating. The way the Torah, the way the Torah frames, or I should say, articulates the different karbanos, also gives us a timeline. So Tamid Shal Shachar, the morning Tamid, it says Boker once. The morning Ketores, it says Boker twice. The double Boker indicates to us that it is offered up earlier in the timeline. So therefore, again, whereas normally the morning Tamid is indeed the first item mentioned, or the first, the first carbon, the first carbon offered. The Ketores is offered up even earlier than the Tamid. Incredible. And there is nothing that is brought after the afternoon Tamid. Before we go on. Except for what? Ketores, incense, Neros, Menorah, and Pesach. Now also what I want to point out over here is once again, you see this Bryce as supporting which order? Which order? 
Pesach after Menorah, right? So again, Pesach after Menorah. So therefore, we'll say in this version, it's going to be Tamid, Ketores, Menorah, and then Karban Pesach. Then Karban Pesach. So again, we'll see Allah Chalamaisa, but now watch this. The Bresina throws in a little bit of another, of another curveball in this. And I will say, someone who is Now, remember again, let's talk about that for just a moment. Look at Rashi. It's almost right across Rashi. If you go, if you, go, if you just move rightward and go about uh, eight lines up, you'll see. Listen to this. So, fo- following situation. Following situation. Let's see you have a Mitzora or a Zav. Now, we'll say, if, if a person's a Mitzora or a Zav, so the halacha is, the halacha is that such an individual, there's, there's a number of different components to their purification. So, first of all, again, they have to go ahead and, they have to go ahead and count a certain number of days. They have to go to the mikvah and they have to bring karbanos. And I will say each form of purification allows them to do something additional. What the bringing of their karbanos allows them to do is partake in kachin, is partake in karbanos. So we'll say, so let's say a fun situation. Let's say you have a, a mitzora who went through his entire purification process, but he did not yet bring his karbanos. So we'll say if he doesn't bring his karbanos and it's Pesach, he can't eat carbon Pesach. So imagine the following scene. It's Erev Pesach. It's Erev Pesach. And what's happened over here? It's Erev Pesach. And Halacha Lemaisa, the Mitzora forgot to bring his Karbanos. So now it's Erev Pesach going into Pesach. So you've offered up your Tamid. You've done the Ketores. You go and you lit the Menorah. You offered up carbon Pesach. And now the Mitzora realized, Oi, I didn't bring my Karbanos. So the Brisa says, we would allow him to bring his karbanos under those circumstances. We would allow him to bring his karbanos that night, even though I both say normally what? What did we just say before? Under normal circumstances, what closes out the sacrificial day? Menorah. Right? Menorah from a service perspective, but which carbon closes out the day? Right? If it's Pesach, then Pesach. But Lamaisa Gemara says now there's one exception, which I will say, but the, but the exception is logical. Why is the exception logical? Because if we don't allow the Mitzorah to go ahead and bring his carbon, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? He can't eat carbon Pesach. So as to allow him to eat carbon Pesach, we allow him to bring his carbonos that night as well. That, 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 that evening. It's not night yet. That evening. And therefore he's able, he goes to the mikvah, he's able to the mikvah, and he goes there and he's able to eat his carbon Pesach that evening. So we'll say, it's a, it's a very dramatic idea. A very dramatic idea. So we've, this entire time we've been saying that the close of sacrificial service is the Tamish Labin Abraham, the afternoon Tamid. Maybe there's an exception by carbon Pesach. Now the Gemara says one more exception. Mechusr Kippurim, person who was Tamei, now became Tahar, is missing everything except his Karbanos. If you don't let him bring his Karbanos now, he's not going to be able to eat his Karban Beisach, so we let him bring. Rabbi Yishon Abrosh, Rabbi Yochanan, Ben Baroka, Omer, Af Mechusr Kippurim B'Sharim Osashana, Shetova V'Ochel B'Kadshim L'Arev. So we'll say, now this is pretty wild. So Rabbi Yishon says, by the way, it's not just Pesach, we would allow this any day. Allow this any day. So if a Mitzorah shows up in the Beis HaMikdash and he says, Oy, vavoy, I thought I was going to get here before eight and a half hours into the day. Not Erev Beisach. 
I thought, I, I know, I, I, I learned the Mishnah on the fifth parak of Pesachim. I know you slaughtered the Talmud at the eighth hour, eight and a half hour, you offered up at nine and a half. I got stuck in traffic, but I need, I want to eat carbonos, I want to eat sacrificial meat this evening, but I didn't offer up my carbonos. Rabbi Shmuel says we would allow him to offer up his carbonos that evening or that afternoon after the Talmud as well, in order to go ahead and allow him to partake of Kachim. Pretty amazing. I'll say, look at Rashi for just a moment. So Rashi says, Bishari Mos Hashana, Imhevi Shami Nedava Kodim Atamid, Vuhu Haya Mukhusri Kipurim, Vimlo Yavi Kaparas Allah Yochala Shlam of Dixiv, Vachlu Osama Shakupar Baham Al Mahilas Kachim Asehu, Bain Hanechalam Lakahan, and Bain Hanechalam Lisa. So we'll say, we're going to see the logic of this is that the consuming sacrificial meat in a state of tara is an aser. I should say the consumption of sacrificial meat is an aser, is a positive commandment. And the obligation to go out and close out the sacrificial day with the carbon tummit is also an aser. So what Rabbi Shmuel is going to say is the assay of consuming sacrificial meat is docha the assay of the tummit. And then Rabbi Shmuel says on any day, if someone shows up and has been, was, didn't yet offer up his what we'll call atonement, of your purification carbonos, we would let him do so even after the Talmud was offered. Pretty amazing. So let's analyze this. So Bishlom the Tanakama. So now remember the Tanakama says you could do this on Erev Pesach, but that's that's the exception. So this makes sense. Why? So Yavo Asay de Pesach Sheyish Bokares Veyitcha Asay de Hashlam Shein Bokares because the Bosei let the Asay of Pesach right. The bless you. The positive commandment to consume Karab Pesach, let that set aside the assay of Hashlama. And I will say, what's the assay of Hashlama? Rashi points out over here, Allah Hashling. The assay of Hashlama Bose says that after the morning Tamid is when you offer up Karbanos, but you do not offer up Karbanos after the afternoon Tamid. So I understand on Pesach, we will say, let the assay of Pesach. Bidocha set aside the assay of what we call Hashlama. For our purposes, the assay of Hashlama says the sacrificial day ends with the Tamid Shabbin Harbayim. However, El Rabbi Shlomo Shabbi Yochem Mabaroka, my Ume de Hayasei, Mehayasei, but ultimately, again, according, according to Rabbi Shlomo Mabaroka, so we'll say, by the way, what's the logic? Because if you don't eat Karban Pesach, Karban Pesach is associated with Kares, right? There's a punishment of Kares. So I understand why the Assei of Pesach should be Docha, the Assei of Ashlama. But according to Rabbi Yochem Mabaroka, my Ume de Hayasei, Mehayasei, we'll say, on any given day, when the Mitzorah shows up in the Beis HaMikdash, and he, he, he missed, right? they already offered up the Tamash Rabbein Arbaim, but yet he has to offer up his purification carbon. So there are two assays. Assay number one is the assay of Ashlama, which tells you sacrificial service ends with the Tamash Rabbein Arbaim. And there's another assay. The other assay is for a person to eat their sacrificial meat in a state of Tara. So why should the Mitzorah's assay of carbonic consumption Bidocha the assay of Hashlama, or is they're, they're both equal assays. See, the assay by Pesach and the assay of Hashlama are not equal because the assay of Pesach carries with it potentially a, a penalty of kares. So I understand why the assay of Pesach is docha the assay of Hashlama. But why would the assay of a regular, of a regular, we'll call it carbonic consumption, why would that be docha Hashlama? Why would it set aside Hashlama? We're talking about where the particular individual in question 
Rabbi Shmuel's case, of Mechus Kippurim was talking about a Metzora Ani. We'll say if you have a poor Metzora, he offers up ultimately again his Chatas from a bird. Now when you offer up your Chatas from a bird, the only thing that happens is a blood application. Right? The bird itself is not offered up on the Mizbeach. So look at Rashi. Hacha, right across in Rashi. Hacha, the Kamar Bishmal af Mechusar Kippurim and Metzora Ani Kamar Shemevi Chatas Sa'ofen Echalas Lakana Ve'Maktara so both say this is great. So what are we talking about? We should talk a very specific case of a pauper Metzora who shows up, who has to, he forgot, he didn't get a chance to offer up his chatos. What's his chatos? It's a bird. And what do you offer up when you offer up a bird? All there is is a blood application. There's no actual physical offering of an animal on the Mizbech. Oh, that's what Rabbi Yishmael says. Okay, let him offer it. Why, Rabbi Because the assay of Hashlama means you can't offer up any other animal on the Mizbeach, bless you, after the Ketamit Shabbain Ha'arbayim has been offered. But a blood application, that's no big deal. That's when you could do it. So the Gemara says, Rabbi Amar, Afilu Tema Bechatas Behema. Rabbi says, No, Rabbi Shlom could be referring even to a Chatas Behema, even to allow the Mitzvah to Mamish offer up an actual animal. I, well, how do you do that? So the Gemara said, this is fascinating. Rather, what do you do? So we'll say, what do you do? What does it mean when you offer up the carbon? All you need to do is shecht it, do the blood applications, bring the sacrificial meat up, and lay it on the ramp of the altar of the Mizbeach, and leave it there until tomorrow. Leave it there until tomorrow. Look at Rashi for just a moment. Rashi says, All you need to do is shecht it, bring it up to the Mizbeach, and ultimately go ahead and offer it, actually offer it the next day. But one second, to leave a carbon un, un, unoffered over the course of the night, doesn't that become Nosar? Doesn't that become Pasal some other way? So the Gemara says, Valina This is just a fascinating like fact. Apparently, once carbonic, once sacrificial meat is put on the Mizbeach, even if it's not offered, it does not become disqualified by staying there overnight. So both say, what a brilliant suggestion. So that Papa says, it's easy. So remember again, Armit Sora shows up in the Beis HaMikdash. They already offered up the Tamit Shabbin Harbayim. So we're, we're a little bit stuck. According to Rabbi we're a little bit stuck. What are we stuck with? On one hand, there's an Asay of Hashlama. Right? The Asay of Hashlama says, once the Tamit Shabbin Harbayim has been offered, that's it. Business, right? right? Done for the day. Right? Done for the day. Can't offer up anything else. On the other hand, the Mitzorah has sacrificial meat that he wants to eat that night. And in order to do that, he has to offer up his kabbalos. So we'll say, Rapapa suggests this brilliant suggestion. Shech the carbon, shech the carbon, bring the sacrificial meat up on the Mizbeach, but don't burn it. So watch this. Because you're not burning it, therefore what? Therefore what? Technically speaking, you're not offering up anything after what? The Tamar Shabbat Arbayim. So you're not, right, you're not offering up, but... Because it's laying on the Mizbeach, it's ki'ilu, it's been offered. So that will allow the Mitzorah to go home that night and what? Partake of sacrificial meat. But Allah, 
it will not be in violation of the assay of Hashlama. So the Gemara says, Rapapa good. Asham. But what about the Asham? What, what, do you, what do you do about the Asham? Rashi says, the low Asi Of. So this is going back to the opinion that Splato is a Rose. But is, isn't this incredible? This is absolutely incredible. Say, these are, these are little, these like little facts that are just so dramatically riveting. So, so, Bose, now jumping back to the bird suggestion. So, the bird only works ultimately by Chatos. But what about, what do you do about the Asham? The Mitzorahs, they bring an Asham as well. Vaika Asham. Bishom, the Rapapa, Hainu de Molinlo. So, Bose, no problem. Rav Papa came up with this brilliant suggestion. Slaughter the carbon, slaughter the carbon of the Mitzorah, bring it up on the Mizbech. It's magnificent. Bring it up on the Mizbech. It accomplishes what it needs to for the Mitzorah. And that now, it's Kilu, he has gone ahead and offered up his carbon, but we actually don't burn it until the next morning. But that's okay. There's no psul of lean of leaving it overnight because once essentially touches the Mizbech, you're good to go. So the Gemara said, What would he say? Amri, so the Gemara says, Amri, It must be that the case of the Mitzorah is where he already offered up his Asham, and the only remaining item is to offer up his chatos. I ola. Just remember again, the Mitzorah has to bring a whole host of karbanos. I, what about the ola? Maybe he'll say that in general, the Ola of the Mitzorah is not Ma'akib. Even if he didn't offer up his Ola, he could still eat other sacrificial meat. So the Mara says, We learned, Rabbi Shlomo Benosh, Rabbi Yochan, Rabbi Roka Omer, It's not true. By Mitzorah. The same way that by Mitzorah, his Chatos and his Asham prevent him from eating sacrificial meat, so too again his Ola prevents him as well. So maybe he'll say, No, he already offered up his Ola. So he offered up his Ola, he offered up his Asham. The only thing that's still waiting is his Chatos. So the Gemara says, or me karva Ola, so called him the Chatos or Rishon. Can a Mesorah offer up his Ola before his Chatos? Vatanya, we learned, Vehekrev Eis Asher the Chatos Rishona. Matt Sabosik says he will offer up his Chatos Rishona, Matt Hamud Lomar. In, what is this teaching us? In the if you want to say that the chatas has to be offered up before the Ola, Torah already says explicitly, and the second carbon that the Mitzorah will offer will be an Ola. means a principle. And what's the principle? Any time that you are bringing a chatas together with an Ola, Chatos always, the whole chatos, you call most the whole Olo Sabaoziman. Chatos always is offered up before an Ola. The Kaimalon, Dafilu Chatos, Saov Kodemes, the Olas Behema. And we learn that even a bird chatos, which I both say is an inferior chatos, only utilized Halachalamaisa. When the individual is poor, Chatas Ha'ov comes before Olas Behema. Comes before Olas Behema. Says the Gemara, Amarabba, shiny Olas Mitzorah. The Ola of the Mitzorah is different. Why? The Rachmana Amar Amad Beis. The Rachmana Amar Vehela HaKoin Es HaOla. That the coin offered up the Ola, which indicates to us what? Shehela Kvar. That whereas normally we will say that the Chatas must always precede the Ola, Apparently, Mitzorah is the exception that the Ola could come even before the Chatos. Good. So we'll say, so again, just, just pointing out over here, remember how we got into this, because it's really, it's just, it's just incredible. Remember how we got into this. So remember, again, we got into this by trying to determine the order of the day. So, so far, the Gemara's holding is the order of the day is Tamid, Ketores, Neros, Menorah, Pesach. 
There's one exception. What's the exception to the rule? Mechusr Kippurim on Erev Yom Kippurim. The Mitzvah shows up. Says, vav, oy, I missed the window. I didn't offer up my chatos or whatever. I didn't offer up a call. I didn't offer up my chatos. We let him offer up his chatos on Erev, on Pesach, on Erev Pesach. Even, even after the close of sacrificial business. Why? That makes sense. Because halacha the assay of Pesach is docha the assay of hashlama. Rabbi Shmuel came along and said, by the way, it's not just Erev Pesach, but it's when, but it's when, every other day as well. If a Mitzorah shows up and or, or, and or Zav shows up after the close of sacrificial business and he says, I didn't offer up my Kabanos and I want to eat Kachim tonight, we would let him do it. We would let him do it. Then I both say, how do we let him do it? According to Rabbi Shmuel, it appears the way we let him do it is we would shech the carbon, we would bring up the sacrificial meat onto the Mizbeach, but we would not go ahead and burn it. We won't burn it until the next morning. And apparently that makes everyone happy. This way, technically speaking, you're not offering anything after the Tamid because you're not burning, you're not burning the sacrificial meat. But by placing it on the Mizbeach, you allow the Mitzorah to count it as if, not as if, but from the Mitzorah's perspective, he has offered up his carbon. So he could go home and eat his sacrificial meat, but at the same time, we're not burning anything until the next morning. Incredible. Second line. According to you, according to you who said that when the Mitzorah shows up, we go ahead and we bring the sacrificial item up on the Mizbeach. And ultimately, again, we leave it there until the morning. So we'll bring the Mitzorah's chatos. We'll slaughter it. We'll put it on the Mizbeach. Leave it there until morning. So the Gemara says, I'm sorry. How are you not? So the Gemara says, how are you not setting up a stumbling block for the Kohanim? Because what's supposed to remember again? What happens at night in the base of Mikdash? See, Kohanim think it's a nine to five job. It's not a nine to five job. Well, say, remember again, what are the Kohanim doing at night? They're burning the fats and limbs, which means pretty much like whatever is sacrificially left over is going on the fire. So you're putting now sacrificial meat on the Mizbeach. What's going to end up happening? The Kohanim are going to see it, right? They're going to see it, and they're going to go and end up burning it. They're going to end up burning it together with Rosa. And they're going to end up burning it, by the way. See, it's problematic. Why, why is it problematic? Because they're going to end up burning it at night with the fats and limbs and not offering it up as a carbon. To which the Gemara says, the Savri di Yomehu They're going to assume that that is leftover carbonos from the day and they're going to burn it. Amarlei, Kohanim's reason, hey. Don't worry about the Kohanim. The Kohanim are Zoris. They are alacritous. That's a word. But his reason, Rashi says, Shom So, so what's going to happen? The Kohen who brings up this carbon to the Mizbech, he's going to tell, he's going to tell his brethren, he's going to tell the other, by the guys, don't burn this. Don't burn this, right? This is a carbon. We're leaving this here till tomorrow. Burn all the other stuff. But one second, I will say, this is very nice. That that while you place when you place the when you place the carbon on the mizbeach, so for the from the mitzora's perspective. It is now as if he has offered up his carbon and he is not permitted to go home and consume sacrificial meat. But one second, Kohanim are not permitted to eat sacrificial meat until when? 
until the sacrificial parts are burned on the Mizbeach. Look at Rashi for just a moment. As long as the limbs of the Chatos have not been burned on the Mizbeach, we were so close. It was so exciting. You felt, right? It was palpable excitement to read Rabbi Shmuel Shita because you thought, now, wow, we have it all figured out. The Mechusri Kippurim will come, offer up the carbon, don't burn it on the Mizbeach, just place the meat on the Mizbeach. Fantastic. You haven't technically speaking offered up a carbon after the Tamil Shabbin Arbayim, but the Mitzora gets his kapar. He can eat a sacrificial meat. Tushimara says, no. The Mechusri Kippurim has not achieved his kapara. Because they both say, when does the owner of a carbon achieve kapara? Only when? When the Kohanim can eat the carbon. And when can the Kohanim eat the carbon? Only when? After it's been offered on the Mizbeach. So it turns out that while the meat is sitting there on the Mizbeach, the Kohanim can't eat. If the Kohanim can't eat, the owner doesn't achieve atonement. And if the owner didn't achieve atonement, then what? The Mechusar Kippurim hasn't accomplished, the Mitzvah hasn't accomplished anything. He can't, if it's Pesach, he can't eat Karba Pesach. And if it's just a regular night, he can't eat sacrificial meat. Incredible. This Sanya we learned. Yachol Yukhanim, Rashan, Bechazer, Rishon, Kodemaktar, Semurim. You might have thought that the Kohanim could eat their portion. Remember again, the Kohanim get the portion of the Chazay and the Shok, which is the chest and the thigh. So you might have thought that the Kohanim could eat the chest and the thigh before the Emurin are offered. Therefore, the Pasik says the Kohen shall offer up the fat the The order here is very specific. The Torah says that the coin will offer up the chalev on the Mizbech, the sacrificial part, and then it says that the coin gets the chest and the thigh. The Kama the Kodim Loachli Basar. And as long as the Kohanim have not yet consumed the meat, Bailim Lo Miskapri. The owners have not achieved atonement. This sanya, va'achlu osam asher kupar baham, they will eat them, those who achieve atonement through it. Melamed, shekohanim ochlim ubailim miskabrim. It teaches us that kohanim ultimately again eat the sacrificial meat and the bailim, ultimately the owners achieve atonement. So what do you see from here? You see from here that really a carbon is only effective when when halacha lemaisa, the Kohanim have the opportunity to eat their part. But the only time the Kohanim have the opportunity to eat their part is ultimately, again, when the chalev, right? When the sacrificial pieces have been offered up. But if they haven't been offered up, then ultimately owners don't achieve, don't achieve atonement. So therefore, it turns out that the suggestion that we are putting forward doesn't really work. Amrle, boss, this is wild. Amrle, kevan de lo This is great. <coughs> since there's really no other option, because you can't burn the carbon, right? You can't actually offer up the carbon at night, or after the Dalmash Shalvin Arbaim, since you, since, essentially, since, since this is the best you can do, they treated it halachically as if the carbon was lost or became tame. Desanyo, Yochol yitn yitnit mu emurin osha avdulo yokanim zakon bechazevishok. You might have thought that what in a case, or we'll say, let's say in a regular case where the carbon for some reason became tame or the carbon was lost, you might have thought that halacha lamaisa the kohanim would not be would not be entitled to a portion 
uh, to the chronic portions. Talmud Lomar, Therefore, the Pasuk says that the chest and the thigh will belong to Aaron in all cases. Therefore, we'll say in a case of where for some reason the sacrificial meat was lost or became tame, the sacrificial parts, bec- the Kohanim become entitled to the sacrificial parts. So, so, what I want to, so therefore, the Gemara is suggesting over here that essentially in this kind of situation where the only option is to leave the meat, to leave the sacrificial meat on the Mizbeach, we treat the meat as if it's been lost, and if it's been lost, the Kohanim are in fact entitled to eat their portions, even that evening before the carbon has actually been burned. And because the Kohanim are entitled to eat their portions, therefore what? The owners achieve atonement, and because the owners achieve atonement, the Matsura would be permitted to eat his own sacrificial meat that evening as well. Incredible. Rav Kana Rami, Rami Ksiv. Rav Kana contrasts the two Pesukim. On one hand it says, Lo yolin chalev chagiyad boker. The Pasik says, you shall not leave over. So again, we'll discuss exactly what the context of this is in just a moment. So you can't go ahead and leave over the Chilev until the morning. Or again, we'll, we'll call it the carbon Pesach until the morning. The Gemara says, But you can leave it over the entire night. Rashi says over here, Rashi says, so we'll say, it indicates to us that you could offer up, a, it sounds like you could offer up a carbon the entire evening. But then it says, you shall offer up a part of the Chalvi which indicates to us, which again, it goes back to what we learned before, that no, you have to finish up all carbonos by Talmud Shabbat Arbayim. He refers to what is it? It's a case. It's a case ultimately going to have carbonos that were left over, which ultimately again refers to sacrifices to carbonos which had their blood sprinkled already during the day, but didn't have the opportunity to have their sacrificial meat burned on the Mizbeach. As long as the Zrika was done by day, you could burn even the leftover sacrificial meat over the course of the evening as well. All right, so we'll have to stop over here. We'll pick up with this sugya as well as the Allah Chalamaisa and, and round out the day, the sacrificial day, Emir Tzah Hashem, tomorrow.